0: Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you today for this opportunity to study your Word. We look to you now for direction, for instruction in righteousness. Lord, we look to you for spiritual equipment that we may be thoroughly furnished unto every good work. And Lord, help each person, I pray now, to receive exactly what they need for today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Jeremiah 29, verse 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope give you a future and a hope. Another translation says, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. And so the Lord has a bright future for every one of us, and it's just simply up to us to find out what that is and, and, and find out what it takes on our part to walk in the fullness of His plan for our lives. Now, sometimes people wonder, you know, what about that scripture over in, in, in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 34 where, where, where Jesus made that statement, take no thought for the morrow. And if you read a King James Bible, that's the way it's stated. And that doesn't really mean that you're not supposed to think about your future. Uh, what it really means is don't worry about your future, okay? We're not supposed to fret, not supposed to have anxious thoughts or worry about tomorrow and, and next year. And, and when you hear negative news reports to, to fret about economic situations or, or terrorism or anything like that, I'm not supposed to worry about the future, period. Okay, that's my confidence and trust in God. But it doesn't mean that I don't ever ever have any thought just by itself as far as a positive thought about the future. Specifically, the Lord tells us that the Holy Spirit was given so that He would show us things to come. All right? In other words, that's going to put our mind right on the future events of our lives. And God intends for you and I to have an advantage in life whereby we have special insight. We can be a step ahead of the rest because He's on the inside of us and He knows everything. And we're learning to pay attention to the leadings and direction that He gives us in our lives. And so a number of things we've covered so far, and I don't want to go back over that. These messages are available you you if you want to hear the rest but I began dealing with you about uh, this fact and this truth and that is how do we deal with the future now and you remember that we said to you already that one thing in the word of God that has a direct um, link to our future is our giving giving is shown to us in the Bible to link to tomorrow That what we give today, we shall receive. It deals with our future. And it's just a really intelligent thing from the word of God. it's It's just a smart play to be a giver. Because you're setting up your future events. You're setting up future provision for your own life. And so what you do today in regards to your giving has a direct impact upon your future. Now, I want to talk to you about number two right now. Number two is found in Matthew 21. So if you would turn there with me. Matthew chapter 21. These are some real basic principles that oftentimes get overlooked in people's lives and they don't understand why why they're today because it's future from yesterday why today has not turned out like they desire it to turn out like they want or like they even see that god apparently says that it's supposed to that's because yesterday we didn't do what was necessary to take care of today but we must take do do today what is necessary so tomorrow will be a brighter day and tomorrow will contain the full elements of God's plan and provision for our lives in, in Matthew 21 look at me look with me at verse 21 it says so Jesus answered and said to them assuredly I say to you if you have faith and do not doubt You will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. Now, what is will? Will, thank you for the one person who got it right out of all you people. (laughs) It will be done. Will is a future tense word. What must I do to impact my future? I must say. Number one is giving. Number two is saying. What I say today is directly linked to my tomorrow. And if I don't say the right thing today, I won't have the right thing tomorrow. If I am foul-mouthed today, I will have a foul future. Let me say that you cannot have a bunch of trash in your mouth and fulfill the plan of God at the same time. They are so related to each other. Understand that God is a word God. He deals with words. He spoke, let there be and there was. Right? We know from Hebrews chapter 3 that our worlds are our ages... Are framed by the word of God. In other words, people who get a word from God reshape their lives and their time on the earth. Why? How, I mean, how does that happen? By a word. God puts such importance and emphasis on words. You remember when when John the Baptist was prophesied into into being, and and his parents were uh, were praying about the the child. Um, you know, Zechariah and, and Zechariah had said some things that weren't right, and, and God had to shut his mouth for a while. Why? Because his words could have impacted the plan of God, meaning John the Baptist coming to prepare the way of the Lord. It was real critical that John the Baptist fulfill his mission so Jesus could come sliding in there and do his deal. But John, but Zechariah almost messed it up, and God had to close his mouth. Now, usually the Lord doesn't go to such extremes. Usually he relies on us to close our own mouths and to not speak wrong things. But understand that what you say will impact your future. And if you don't want bad stuff, you got to not say bad stuff. Okay. Now, when I'm talking about these things, uh, I'm not just talking about four-letter words. Let me know what I'm saying here. I'm not just talking about cussing. If you cuss, quit it. Amen. It's, it's wrong. shouldn't do that. Okay? But that's not really what I'm talking about. I would almost rather, rather cuss than to say I can't. Than to say I can't afford it. Than to say I'm sick and tired. Are you listening? Because I realize the value of what I say out of my mouth. That if I'm going to speak a bunch of things that are full of doubt and unbelief and negativity and contrary to the promises and statements of the Bible and of what God has said for me, then I'm in no way going to to live in the fullness of what He promised me. I can read about the promises. I can see God has a glorious, bright, and prosperous future for my life. But if I say the opposite of that, I'm not going to have God's best. And people wonder sometimes... I just don't understand why nothing's working. I just don't understand. I mean, nothing ever seems to work for me. I get sick, and I'm broke, and I'm depressed, and nothing ever works, and I'm unfruitful. And well, How long have you been saying that? Hmm? Because whether you know it or not, it is working for you. <laughs> you're getting exactly what you're prophesying. Are you listening? And so what can happen, you know, sometimes people can get point number one right dealing today with tomorrow and that is giving and they get that in order but if their words are going contrary to what they've done they're undermining their future it's like they're digging up their seed they plant a seed as a, fin- a financial gift as a seed and then they go back with their words and say uh, you know i'm just struggling just don't have enough just can't make it just i can't afford this and uh, maybe we, we can't talk that way we can Remember Proverbs 18 says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. That means I add life to my life or I add death to my life completely connected to what I say. If I'll say the right thing, life comes. If I say the wrong thing, death comes. What is death? That eats away at my health, eats away at my, at my wealth, eats away at my, my emotional state, eats away at my kids and my marriage and everything. Okay? And so I must absolutely control my saying in life. Otherwise, I cannot have God's best. I should speak of the promises of God as if they were a matter of fact concerning my life. You know, because they really are. And uh, uh, there must be agreement between us and the Lord. Not just a, a mental agreement. I agree that God's right. I believe the Bible. I agree with what the Lord says is true. That's that's just a very beginning state of that how many know the Bible even says that the devil believes and trembles so it's not about just a a mental assent, assent to agreeing that what God said is true it's about getting what God said in my mouth not just being neutral not just keeping my hand over my mouth when I'm about to say something that's going to get me in trouble that's important but I must also actively speak to mountains speak to fig trees you know what I'm talking about In real life, speak to problems. Speak to sickness and disease. Speak to the circumstances around me, to the storms around me. If I'm not speaking, they don't have anything to listen to. But too often, we're not only not doing that, we're saying the negative. We're spewing out all kinds of trash out of the most powerful weapon that God has given us in this life. And that is our mouth. That is our tongue. You need to understand, I need to realize that what I say is directly linked to my future. Okay? Now, there, there's, there's a word, in the, a Greek word that is translated confession in the Bible. It's a Greek word called homo logeo. Alright? And what that simply means, homo means the same and logeo is a word, word for word. And it means simply to say the same thing as. When we talk about confession... When the Bible uses that word confession, it's saying that you are saying the same thing as God. If I make a confession of God's word, I'm saying the same thing that God says. That's when there's alignment, that's when there's power. There's power in me when I grab what the Lord has said about me and I say the same thing. Independent of how things feel, independent of how things look, I say what God says about me. I am totally setting up my future for His promises and His plan to come to pass. Amen. God's a word God. And see, this is, this is in a general sense. In other words, what, do I, what am I going to say about my tomorrow? It's bright. It's glorious. It's prosperous. There's peace. There's, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to get better and better instead of worse and worse. I have a brighter tomorrow instead of a darker tomorrow. When the Lord gets specific with you as you listen to Him and pay attention to what He says, then you can be more specific in what you say about your future. Yeah. Are you listening? Yeah. Like I can say some things about uh, about our church that the Lord has shown me. I can say about our buildings. I can say, I can say 2,000 seats in that auditorium. Yeah. Why? Why? Well, because that's what He said to me. So now I agree with him and my futures and our future together in this regard is already set. Amen. Amen. It's already coming to pass. It's already happening. Things are coming together behind the scenes. Why? Because the Lord said it and we say it too. Yeah. See, that's agreement. That's called confession. We find out what the Lord has said and we agree with him. Yeah. And we say the exact same thing. That releases his power. It shuts out the enemy's forces from our lives. And so there must be agreement in our lives. We talk about prophecy sometimes and how, you know, a, a prophecy is simply inspired utterance, but sometimes prophesying is thought about how it relates to the future, prophesying future events. And thank God for, for, for prophesying future events, but do you know you can prophesy your own future? I'm telling you, you can prophesy your own future without a, word from, without a direct revelation or, word or specific word from God. And that, the way we do that is we find exactly what he promised us. And we start declaring that about our future. I mean, I can't imagine someone would ever have a problem with that. I can't imagine that even some unbelieving theologian would ever have a problem with someone saying about themselves what God says. How can you disagree with that? And yet the Bible is full of of positive promises concerning our lives, what God wants to happen in our lives, and all we have to do, this is almost too good to be true, all we have to do is agree and say the same thing that He says. Instead, we often say what we see, we say what we feel, we say what we heard over the news, we say what happened to someone else who went through the same thing, And we say, 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 and we're predicting our future, then we don't understand. Well, we're standing here today. Man, things are just not going right. Somebody pray for me. Well, we will. But you've got to start cleaning up your mouth. That little bar of soap. (laughs) Clean it up. What are we talking about? Not just talking about someone cussing, but cussing by saying things opposite of what God says yes, that's right. let me give you some examples some things you can say about yourself about your own life how you can prophesy your future Isaiah 54 says no weapon formed against me shall prosper when you don't have anything to say say that yeah. what, what happens in your future well nothing coming against me is going to work anyone got any plans against my my life any demon from hell wanting to take me out early not going to work according to the word that's that's what I say about me I'd like you to say something good about me but ultimately it doesn't matter see your words about your own life are more powerful than my words about your life if I say something really good about you, I believe you're going to have a glorious future. God's going to move through you and prosper you and bless you. But if you say, if you say the opposite, you still get what you say. Even if I said it with conviction. If I shout it, spit a little bit. If, it, if you'd say, what, you're going to get whatever you say, not whatever I say. And someone said, well, no one around me will believe in me. Well, fine. What does the Lord say about you? And what do you believe? That's what's ultimately going to direct your future. Now, it's easier with support. It's more fun if people will agree with the Lord. But some of you, you're, you're surrounded by unbelief. You're surrounded by people in your life that do not believe what, what the Lord says. And they want to be negative all day long and tell you what you can't do and tell you what you don't have. And, and so that's a challenge in your life. But ultimately, if you will make a decision to say, I'm going to believe exactly what God said to me, then giddy up. Here we go. That's about to set things in motion in your life. And they're going to get better and better. Here comes that future that the Lord's been thinking about you. (laughs) Psalm 18, he said, I shall live and not die and declare the Lord's works. Uh, What's your future life? Life. Doing the will of God. That's what my future is. Uh, Psalm 91, he said, no evil shall befall me. Nor shall any plague come near my dwelling. what's your future like? i tell you what mine is. Health! No evil comes against me. No evil comes into my life. No sickness or disease or plague comes into my house. That's my future. So how do you know? That's what I say. That's what the Lord said. That's what I say. Who's going to get by us? I mean, we're pretty strong together. Mostly because of Him. but (laughs) But together, man, we're pretty unstoppable. Psalm 91, 16, with long life, the Lord satisfies me. What do you say about your future? I'm going to live a long time. How are you going to live? Hooked up to a machine? No, no, I'm going to live a long, satisfying life. That's not satisfying to me. I'm going to live till I'm satisfied. Philippians 4 says that God supplies my every need. So what do I say? God supplies my every need. What about if the if the checking account is lower than the bills? What do you say? Oh god, what am I going to do? The lord doesn't know my circumstance. No, you still say, God supplies my every need. Say that a lot today, and tomorrow you won't worry about it. Amen. Instead of trying to play catch up, Trying to make up for lost ground. I've been spewing out all kinds of trash all week, and now the heat is on. Now the pressure's on, and I'm going to quick go to the Lord. Dude, man, I mean, stay today what you want tomorrow. Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. What's my future like? No want. He's my guide. He leads me in the way that I should go. Praise God. He's my shepherd. There is absolute provision. There is absolute uh, uh, need met and even desire and wants met in my life. That's the way it is. Because He is my shepherd. Praise God. Psalm 37 says my steps are ordered by the Lord. I don't have to worry about whether I'm going to know what to do or be in the plan of God. For God orders my steps. And as I say that today, tomorrow I'll know. As I say it this week, next week I know. As I say it this month, next month I know. And I can set up my future so where I'm walking, not in confusion. I'm not walking wondering what am I going to do? How is this going to work out? I've already prophesied my future. And I'm going to live in the coming to pass of those words. I know what to do. I know He's my source. I know He's my provision in life. Praise God. Romans 6 says that I'm dead to sin and alive to God. I'm not going to struggle with temptation. I'm not going to struggle, struggle with the enemy trying to pull me away from God. I'm not going to live in and out and up and down. I'm going to live dead to sin all the days of my life. Tomorrow's not going to be a struggle for me because I'm empowered by what God said about me now. Praise God. Revelation 12 says that I overcome by the blood of the Lamb. And the word of my testimony. What is tomorrow? It's an overcoming day. Tomorrow I'm not going to go under. But I'm going to come over. Are you going to be on top tomorrow? If you say you are, you are. See that sounds like. Is that one of those uh, secrets? (laughs) Where you just kind of think things into coming. I'm talking about taking exactly what God said. And agreeing with Him. Not the universe. I'm not agreeing with the universe. I'm agreeing with God Almighty who created the universe. <laughs> Romans 8 says that I am more than a conqueror through Him who loved me. And so, wh- wh- what's my tomorrow? I'll tell you what, I'm going to conquer. Yeah, I'm not going to be defeated. Not for a moment. Second Corinthians 2.14 says that I always triumph in Christ. Always. How often is that? Always. I am I am just I'm just going to win. Period. Are you listening? Are you? You're absolutely just going to win. If you'll say this, you'll agree with the Lord, you'll win every time. Never are you going to be defeated. Not once in a while I lost this one, win some, lose some. No, I always triumph in Christ. Praise the Lord. Oh, tomorrow's looking better and better. I can't wait till tomorrow just because we got together and did this today in fact I'm going to help you out with that in just a second we're going to do this All right. now Ephesians 1 and Psalm 1 says that I'm blessed with all spiritual blessings and everything I put my hand to prospers Yay. what's my future life? blessed everything I do works, it prospers praise the Lord 1 Corinthians 2 and 1 John 2, I have the mind of Christ and I know all things by the anointing. I don't have to live confused tomorrow. What's my future like? Man, I'm, I'm a smart cookie. <laughs> I, know, I, am, I am sharp as a tack and I know things by, by, the, by the Spirit of God and by the anointing that dwells in me. 2 Corinthians 4 says that my inward, inward man is renewed day by day. Day by day, I don't, again, I don't have—I don't dry up spiritually. You know, I've just kind of dried up, kind of, you know, gotten away from the Lord. Everything doesn't seem as real as it used to, and it's just not as alive in me as it used to be. No, that's not my future. I'm not going to have any of those days. I'm not going to have any of those times where where the things of the Lord don't seem as as real to me. No, my future, my my inward man's renewed day by day. Every day I wake up, woo, glory to God, He's here. I'm here, I'm saved, just as saved as I was yesterday. Amen. Know, and know it more. Praise the Lord. Say this out loud after me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. No me shall prosper. I, shall I shall live and not die. I'll declare the Lord's works. I'll the Lord's work. No evil shall befall me. Nor shall any plague come near my dwelling. With long life the Lord satisfies me. God supplies my every need need. He is my shepherd and I shall not want My My steps are ordered by the Lord Lord. I am dead to sin and alive to God I I overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony I I am more than a conqueror through Him I I always triumph in Christ I am blessed with all spiritual blessings. blessings. Everything I put my hand to prospers. I have the mind of Christ. I I know all things by the anointing. My inward man is renewed day by day. day day. Amen. That's the word of God right there. (laughs) (laughs) Praise God. And how many know? That's just a small sample. That's just, these things came up in my heart. You'll find many, many more things that you can predict about your future. How do I know they're really going to come to pass? Man, you've got God backing them up. He said it and all He wants from us is to agree. And to say and to speak to our mountain. Because life is in your tongue if you'll speak it out. Praise God. Number three. Praise the Lord. Number three. Is found in the very next verse. So we got giving. We got saying. Number three. Is found in Matthew 21. In verse 22. Jesus said. Whatever things you ask. In prayer. Believing. You what? Will. Receive. So again. We're talking about the future. Sometime after you pray. Is when things change. So one. Giving. Two. Saying. Three. Praying. There is a very. Big need. For saying. And. For praying. What I'm doing by being a prayer, is I am inviting God into my future. If I cease to pray in my life, I am eliminating God from being involved in what will happen, what will come to pass. I have got to regularly and consistently be a person of prayer. Talking to the Lord about tomorrow and about my life and about His plan and what what His will is to come to pass in our lives. It's always sometime after we pray that we receive. So if I'm not doing any praying today, there's nothing for me to get tomorrow. Are you listening? I want God involved in tomorrow and next week and next month. So I must be praying now. People oftentimes are looking back, trying to fix what's already wrong with their praying, and they're looking back instead of looking to the future. You know this, if, you're, if you've been a person of prayer, that many times when a person prays in the Spirit, remember Ephesians 6:18. remember 1 Corinthians 14, talks about praying in the Spirit, that oftentimes you are praying about things that are into the future, sometimes not just a day or two. Sometimes when people are praying in the Spirit, they're praying years down the road. And what that does, this is incredible. Because listen, God can see five minutes from now just as easy as He can see two years from now. And ten years from now. And sometimes He'll move on us to pray. And lead us to pray. And He's told us in the Word to pray. And we're thinking, this is for right now what I'm praying about here this needs to take place right now but the lord's looking at the bigger picture and he knows where you're going to be 5 years from now Amen. and he has you praying things out so then 5 years from now you show up and everything's already set up everything's already ready you know if you gone to a hotel before and you showed up there at you know in the, in the afternoon and they said your room's not ready okay what should i do now You know, they just haven't got it. It's sure nice to have things ready before you get there. And so when you show up, everything's ready for what you need to do. And sometimes prayer does exactly that. Okay. You show up to this meeting and all of a sudden everything just clicks. It was like, man, that was too easy. I'm convinced that some of the things that I do today that just really work and with no effort. And it's just like, wow, that was just easy. That just flowed together. That was all. It was like it was set up in advance. It's because it was prayed about. Maybe years ago. Maybe by people I don't even know. And sometimes it was by myself. I just prayed in the spirit. I let the Lord lead me. And then later on down the road, I show up and everything works out. See, the thing about that is it takes a little bit of maturity to ever do that. Because if we're interested in, I've got to see it now. It's got to happen today. Then we'll not pray about things that are down the road. And then we'll get there and want to play catch-up. And, ah, how come everything's not working? I need counseling. I need something. (laughs) Well, maybe you do. But you probably wouldn't have. Hope that doesn't sound hard. But if you pray yesterday, things are good today. God is involved in today. And what can we do for tomorrow? Let's pray now. Spend time praying. And things will just click in the future for you amen all right number four number four we'll finish up right here today number four so we have giving saying praying and number four deciding number four deciding a firm quality decision will predict your future this is one guaranteed way i can know what's going to happen in my future and whether it's going to be good or bad by what i decide to do today But I'm not just talking about these flippant decisions where people decide one day and they change their mind the next day. Remember, you're not supposed to associate with those that are given to change. But when we we make a quality decision, I decide this is what I'm going to do, and then I do it. You can see from a real simple example, uh, I prophesy, yea, thus saith me, (laughs) my little children, (laughs) I'm going to lunch after church. I'm going to eat. And I'm going to be happy. (laughs) Now, what what I do? I just predicted my future. Why? Now, this is not a heavy-duty, serious, heartfelt decision. Not that serious of an issue. But I can make a decision, and I know what my future is to some degree by the decisions I make today. When it comes to more serious things, a good quality decision will really reign in your life. I can say this. This is a little bit more serious. I'm going to live for God all the days of my life. I'm going to serve Him, and I'm not going to backslide. I'm not going to go away for a couple years and live in the world and flake out and then come back. I'm just going to live for Him. Say, why? How do you know that? I just decide that, and that predicts my future. A person who can make a quality decision like that, they're setting their future and saying, it's going to be bright because I say so. I've decided to to serve God and to live for Him. I've decided I'm going to be committed to my family for the rest of my life. I'm not going to flake out, even if Amy gets weird. (laughs) If my kids get squirrely, which they're not, (laughs) I'm going to stay committed to them. How do you know that? What if it gets really hard? Well, I've already decided that. You know, tell you a little secret. That's really you decide that when you get married. Shouldn't have to make that decision later. But anyway. A decision can predict. I like when God said, I will. How many know when the Lord said, I will? There's a 100% chance, which is really no chance. 100% chance of him doing it. A heart level decision on our part will do the same thing for us. There are a number of decisions we can all make. I'm not going to tell you what you should make. But you need to make some quality decisions that nothing can deter you from. And it will predict that your future is going to be going down the right path. Okay. Let me show you two scriptures on this and we'll, we'll finish. Acts chapter 19. Really, it's really the same uh, story. Acts chapter 19. And verse 21, 19:21. 21, when these things were accomplished, Paul purposed in the Spirit, when he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia, to go to Jerusalem, saying, "After I have been there, I must also see Rome." What did he do? The Bible said he purposed in the Spirit. That's pretty powerful language. What have you purposed in the Spirit? What things in your life have that gut level, heart, spirit level decision that nothing can deter you from it? We have it relatively easy in our society when it comes to living for the Lord. Now, there's definitely some challenges, and there are some people trying to make it real difficult. But there are other places in the world where if people don't have this heart level commitment, I'm going to live for God they may change their mind when the pressure gets really hard and someone's got a knife to their throat. Because people do die for the gospel. And there are—and don't get me wrong, there can be a lot of pressure by family and different things in our society as well. But there are some things that really need this level of commitment and we must step up to the plate and give it. So Paul said he purposed in the Spirit that he's going to go to Jerusalem. Verse. Go to chapter 20. In verse 22, and and see now I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem. Well, his decision bound him. He decided, I'm going. You can't talk me out of it. They tried. Not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city saying that chains and tribulations await me. But none of these things move me nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. This is amazing, man. Paul made a decision. He purposed in his spirit. He said, I'm going. And after that, man, all hell broke loose. (laughs) Every every city he went, people started telling him, Paul, don't go. Don't you know what's going to happen to you there? Don't you know you're about to to have tribulation? You're about to be beat up? There's going to be some tough times, he knew it agabus came by prophesied to him guy who owns this he bound himself up with a girdle said you're going to be bound up the same way paul knew exactly what he was coming but they couldn't talk him out of it i don't know about you i'm thinking i could be talked out i'm thinking you know give me give me an invitation to minister one other place and i'm there (laughs) i think he had places to go but for some reason he purposed in his spirit said i am going to jerusalem And he knew that he was about to run into some trouble and he's going to be persecuted. But he's going anyway. What kind of things, what kind of decisions have we made in our lives that, that we could say, no matter what comes against me, no matter who disagrees, no matter what hell I take from family or from friends or from who else, this is the way I'm going to live. This is what I'm going to do. And our decision is based upon what the Lord has said, what He has promised, and nothing can deter us from that we're talking about someone who's a strong believer now and we're talking about any one of us can do this we can make these decisions in our relationship with god and our future and it's as simple as my future is going to be bright i can that's not hard to make i commit to that i commit to a prosperous future that the lord's going to order my steps that the lord is going to protect me and give me long life amen and we can commit to these things Heart level decisions, and then whatever the Lord reveals to me on a personal level for me to do specifically, man, I'm locking into that. I'm going to purpose in my spirit that that's the way I'm going to go. Because listen, anytime we do something that that uh, is valuable of of importance, makes a difference. There's going to be opportunity to get out of it. There's going to be chances to change your mind. But there are some things in life we don't change our mind about. And this is how we're going to experience that future that the Lord's been thinking about. When you woke up this morning, He thought about you. I got a plan for them. Plans to prosper and not to harm. Plans to give a future and a hope. Amen. Father, thank you today. You're a good God. Thank you for being involved in our lives. For being involved in this church. Lord, for thinking good thoughts each and every one of us Lord I pray for every person that they'd have an understanding and revelation of what you desire to do in them both in a general sense from the promises you've given and in a specific sense as to what they are to do and how you can use them in the earth today Lord for this we give you thanks you're a faithful God faithful is he who calls who also will do it Lord, we believe you are performing your word in our lives now. As we speak and agree with you, we make declarations. I thank you that the resources and the forces of heaven are set in motion on our behalf to create a bright and glorious future. Lord, we believe we receive now. We act as if these things are true because they are and we'll live our lives in accordance with what you've revealed We thank you. We praise you. You're a good God, faithful Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for those today who've never been born again.